Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. David Gillespie, Donald Trump. Yep. Is he a psychopath? Definitely. Here's a picture of the event. Here's a picture of the crowd. Now, the audience was the biggest ever. I have no relationship with Putin. I have no relationship with Putin. But if you have no relationship with Putin, then why did you say in 2013, I do have a relationship? Trump got a lot of criticism after the violence uh, broke out in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia. I think there's blame on both sides. You look at you look at both sides. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it. And you don't have any doubt about it either. Hello, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Tell Me It's Going to Be Okay. David Gillespie is an Australian author and expert in wait for it psychopaths. His new book, Taming Toxic People is all about identifying and dealing with psychopaths, both at home and at work. So, I think it's about time we figure out once and for all, is the human being with the most power and influence of anyone in the entire world right now really a psychopath? Definitely. Uh, now, look, I, I should put a bit of a caveat on that. I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, etc. And even if I were, I can't diagnose someone from a distance. Um, but i got to say, if you got out a, a list of the traits of a psychopath and then looked at his Twitter feed pretty much every day, mm. you'd be able to tick off most of them. What are the signs? Uh, look, the constant lying is probably the, the single biggest giveaway. Uh, you know, overlay that with the narcissism. Uh, now, uh, it's talking about a politician and, and talking about lying. Mm, um, how is it different? Uh, well, you know, it's scale. Uh, you know, Trump often can't even get through a single tweet without lying, uh, you know, about something that he said in the tweet before. So mm. it... It's scale. And there was a really interesting analysis done uh, by the New York Times during the election campaign last year comparing Clinton's lies with Trump's lies. And and they both lied, but mm. Trump lied about four or five times as frequently as Clinton did. Trump lies about things that don't seem to matter. All psychopaths lie about things that don't matter. Oh. Yeah, and in that they we don't we have an attachment to the truth and so to us we as empaths we as, as empaths yeah we we so in order to lie there's got to be a point there's got to be a reason to yeah, lie like you tell a lie to get out of trouble or you tell a lie to spare someone's feelings or it's something really big that you really do need to lie about yeah. you know particularly if you're a politician i guess um but the psychopaths don't don't have that barrier it's just Say whatever needs to be said right now, and if it's true or a lie, isn't actually a relevant attribute of what you're saying. He lies like normal people breathe, and that's the biggest giveaway. But but then you can overlay that with a lot of other uh, aspects, such as 
the need to always be the best, even when he's in a position where you would assume that that was just that was said that you know that that's yeah, written. Like it's, it's sometimes <laughs> his tweets are embarrassing. Like yeah. the Boy Scouts said, I was the greatest speech that ever heard by the Boy Scouts, and it's like. I'm so sad for you that you are so insecure. Are psychopaths insecure? Uh, I'd, I'd put it more towards paranoia than than insecure. Um, ah, so paranoia is a sign of a psychopath. Absolutely. They are, they are intensely paranoid because they believe that we are all jealous of them. They believe that they are the greatest person in the world. We know it and we are out to get them. Everything you disagree with is fake news. Lies. And lies. Yeah. So... And you have to constantly remind us that you are, in fact, the greatest person in the world, uh, even though it should be apparent from the fact that you are the president of the United States. We have some very talented people. So big, so strong, so powerful. This is something very special. A psychopaths. Do they believe their own bullshit? Like, do they actually, when he says it, it was the largest inauguration crowd in history and my ratings are the best ever and the Boy Scouts said I was the best ever speech, does he believe that to be true or is, or is there something in him that's saying, I've got, to say, I've got to spin all this stuff so that people think I'm awesome? Um, the sentence believed to be true is an interesting one for a psychopath because we have a concept of truth. Uh, they don't have a concept of truth. Uh, truth truth, and lie is like good and evil. They don't understand the concept. To him, there isn't actually something called true. It's just what he is saying. But he knows whether the Boy Scouts rang him or the Boy Scouts didn't ring him. But so there's truth. That, that's a fact. It's a fact, but it's not relevant because at the moment that he says it, the only relevant piece of information is that he wants to say that. A normal person will say, well, hang on, this conflicts with another thing which I know to be true, but he's working on the basis that, well, no, I'm just going to say this because this is what I want you to believe. And if you don't believe it, then fine. But if you do believe it, then even better. And so what does a a psychopath, what does Trump do, when he is confronted with proof of a lie? So like Obama wiretapped my phones. Well, no, he didn't. Yes. Uh, So a psychopath, and you've seen Trump do this over and over and over again, um, he will either change the subject or he will uh, obfuscate, you know, say that there was some sort of plausible, give you some sort of plausible deniability about it. Oh, you saw me out with that woman? No, it was my sister, Um, even though he doesn't have a sister. Mm. They'll easily use another lie to cover up a lie. Just as as much as you might uh, say the truth, they'll do it just as easily by lying. Um, Even if it digs them deeper. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Digging deeper, it's just what needs to be said at that moment. In your book, you talk about psychopaths always leaving themselves wriggle room for that plausible deniability. Is that why he'll sometimes say things like, people are saying that there's something going on with Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. And a kitty sex ring or something, yeah. you know. I'm just that's just what I'm hearing. That's just, just what I'm hearing. And the reason he's saying it that way rather than saying I believe uh, is he knows from a lifetime of experience that if you say people are saying and you are challenged on it, you can always just say, "Hey, I, I was just telling you what other people said. Who said it? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to, you know, but I, this is what I heard." Uh, once again, built-in plausible deniability. See, when I think of Trump, I think of someone who's just too bumbling to be a psychopath. People like me from previous months, okay? Total control. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. You know what that is, right? I think of of psychopaths as being incredibly smart and meticulous and 
you know, um, very exact, whereas Trump just seems to be a bumbling idiot that somehow found himself in the Oval Office. But is that not doing him justice? Or can you be a psychopath and just be not very good at it? Uh, look, yeah, I, I don't think there's the, – the recent studies suggest that there isn't any real uh, difference in the, the spread of capabilities on the normal population versus right. psychopaths. <laughs> um, and, and I think what we're seeing internationally at the moment is we're seeing a smart psychopath in Putin use a dumb psychopath in Trump. Tell me about that. Uh, so that's that's someone who is significantly smarter than Trump, mm. uh, significantly more thought out in terms of his long-term planning and his capabilities. But it doesn't make him any less a psychopath. And he's just playing a longer game. He's playing a longer game or darker and more mysterious game in that there might be more going on. Whereas Trump, is, it tends to be very, very obvious. Uh, he, you know, he... The first thought that pops into his head, he puts onto Twitter. Uh, and why wouldn't he be? It's worked so far. I mean, he's become, what, one of only 47 people in the history of the world who... Yeah, I shouldn't say he's not very good at it. Look, he's the leader of the free world. No, the idea of two um, psychopaths coming up against each other. You say that psychopaths in your book, you talk about how psychopaths in the workplace will avoid each other. Unless they have to confront each other. So here we have a situation where they're sort of... Where this almost explains this wary respect that they have for each other. Is that because they recognise a fellow psychopathic despot? They, they recognise someone who can't be manipulated. So it's but Trump can be manipulated. All you have to say to him is, "You just are so handsome, and you have such a as big inaugural as, crowd." As long as you're flattering him, yeah, uh, then you can stay on his good side. But I don't think that would be enough to get him to do something that he didn't want to do. So. Uh, being on his good side is different to getting him to behave in a way you want him to behave. Uh, so uh, what psychopaths recognise in another person who is a psychopath is this is someone who I can't manipulate. Often they don't try, but sometimes they don't get a choice. Sometimes they just have to butt heads and they don't have any very sophisticated strategies around that. You can see it with North Korea and the United States at the moment, mm. two psychopaths butting heads. So, All the psychopaths, David. I can't stand it. Um, so they're, then they're just hurling threats at each other. They are not impressed by threats and neither is the other side because they're not afraid of the consequences. They have no anxiety about That's consequences. That's alarming, though, it if is. they don't care about consequences. Exactly, which is why it's very dangerous that both of the psychopaths we're talking about have access to nuclear weapons because at some point they might just decide to use them. Uh, and... The thing that would stop a normal person using them would be all of the structures we've built into government around controlling a person in that position of power. And at the moment, what we're seeing in the United States is those structures are still there. They're just not being used. Can you give me an example of that? For example, in the US Constitution and even in Australia, we have the concept of um, separation of powers where the judiciary gets to review the other two heads and the executive gets to operate independently and so on. So that that is a very important concept. I doubt it was explicitly written in uh, with psychopath in mind, but it was written in with aberrant individual who decides to go their own way Trump. in mind. Trump. Yeah, absolutely. And and all of those controls are there. That is where another arm of government can cross-review and can stop and can limit, but you have to enforce them. And what's not happening at the moment 
uh, or is only happening to a limited degree is that they are not being enforced. And what is being allowed to happen is that they are being weakened. An mm. Example, judicial review. So Trump is, a, is, is now selecting people in the judiciary, as, as is his right in parts of uh, the United States. And that is weakening the ability of the judiciary to stop him. But we saw some of those controls come in place with the so-called Muslim ban, where you know he said, "Well, this is what I, this is what I'm going to do." And those controls have come in place. Bang! Uh, with the judiciary saying, "No, you can't," and that's what our government has built into it at its core. But we have to be vigilant to make sure that it keeps happening, mm. because if it doesn't keep happening. He'll just do whatever he wants and there'll be nothing to stop him. It seems very much that um, America and indeed the whole world is just still jaw on the floor gobsmacked every day, every hour of every day. Not that we can do much in Australia, but what is the best way for the rest of the world and for the Republican Party to deal with a psychopath president? There are some positives from Trump being president. Please tell me what they are. (laughs) Well, if it weren't for Trump, uh, France would probably be ruled by Marine Le Pen at the moment. There's there's definitely a rebound effect where people are looking at that and saying, you know what, don't really want to go there. Uh, And it has ensured that France, for one, has ended up with quite a moderate government, whereas it was very much on a a Mm. rocket ship ride towards the opposite. Just jumping in here to give you some background about Marine Le Pen. She's the leader of France's National Front, a political party that's about as right-wing as they come. Think, you know, Pauline Hanson meets Cory Bernardi meets Donald Trump. The National Front Manifesto for 2017 announces an aim to massively reduce immigration, both legal and illegal. Le Pen also announced that she would refuse free education to the children of illegal immigrants. She said, and I quote... If you come to our country, don't expect to be taken care of, to be looked after, that your children will be educated without charge. Playtime is over. Like Trump, she appeals to the disillusioned, fed-up citizen who wants a change from mainstream politics. Also racists. Okay, now back to David. I suspect that if Trump had happened six months before Brexit, Brexit wouldn't have happened. Mm. Um, So... There are positives from this, um, and and I think even in Australia we're seeing that kind of thing. Uh, we're seeing a rebound from the far right because Trump is associated with the far right, and people are saying, oh, I don't really want that to happen here. Um, so there's goodness there. Uh, in terms of controlling them, the, you control a psychopath in government the same way you control one in an organisation, which is once you know that you're, you have one there, you put openness, honesty, transparency and whistleblower protection in around them. And what that means is that you insist on absolute honesty from everyone and you punish dishonesty constantly and consistently. Is that what Robert Mueller is trying to do? That's exactly what he's trying to do. Uh, although, interesting, I think an even better case study is is John Kelly, who's been brought in as the chief of staff. Do we um, like him? Does he seem... Well, I don't know whether he's a psychopath or not, but I know what he's doing is is textbook how you should control the influence of a psychopath because what he's doing is implementing very strict protocols around the psychopath so that he's saying there's no one-on-one meetings, there's no little private, you know, you're told one thing and I'm told a different thing. It's all going through this. So he he is trying to control the psychopath. How's the psychopath going to deal with that from his chief of staff? He's either going to let him (laughs) or he's not. What do you predict? (laughs) I don't know the internal how much he needs him. 
question, mm. which is always going to be the important question from a psychopath's perspective. How much do I, do I need this guy more than he's harming me? Um, you know, and, and that's what's going to be being weighed. At the moment, he seems prepared to do it. And you can see the level that, that Kelly is going to is extraordinary. He's actually got members of Trump's family having to report to him rather than to Trump. That's extraordinary. Uh, and that shows he's putting in place some tight-as-steel controls around him. Now, whether that results actually in control of Trump or just quarantining mm. um, is, is another thing altogether. You know, you, you write in your book about, about psychopaths and how they are in relationships and what they're like as parents, and it all just does ring so true of Trump. You know, the way he views women, the way he views his wives as these trophies yeah. that he discards when they get old and they're of no use to him anymore. The way he talks about even Ivanka, his most favoured child, he talks about her again like a trophy, like this hot thing with great tits that <laughs> he would date if he wasn't her father. Yeah. It's never with a sense of like he's proud of her achievements he's proud that she's attractive and that she's apparently successful and he only ever references Baron when he's trying to make a political point hmm. so he doesn't seem to express love about any well they're all possessions uh, and yeah, they're, they're right. either possessions that reflect well on him um, or they're hey. not um, they're possessions that behave themselves or they're not uh, and and one of the things that we're really benefiting from with Trump is that we're, we're getting to see a psychopath be florid in the sense that he has no need to maintain any kind of a mask. He is the most powerful man in the world. He can do whatever he wants uh, and he can say whatever he wants. And what you're getting there is a beautiful insight into what's going through the head of just about every psychopath. But they have to maintain a mask. So every psychopath can't say what you just said about his daughter because, wow, that's socially unacceptable. Um, but it doesn't mean they're not feeling it. So instructive. David, thank you so much. Your book is phenomenal. Taming Toxic People, a study on psychopaths and a very insightful insight into Donald Trump's <laughs> psychopathic brain. David, thank you. Pleasure. I don't know if that's going to make you sleep better or not after, you know, being told pretty conclusively that Donald Trump is a psychopath. Thanks for listening to Tell Me It's Going to Be Okay. The best way to support us to keep making this show is to subscribe to us in iTunes or download the Mamma Mia podcast app in the App Store. While you're in iTunes, when you're there, if you could leave us a rating, the higher the better, and a little review, just a couple of words about why you love the show. And that helps people find us. That helps us place on the charts and it helps to spread the word. If you know a friend who would love this show, there are so many Trump-obsessed people around, particularly women I find. Um, I've got my group of friends who are obsessed and then my group who are just completely disinterested. Uh, my mother is among those who is obsessed. If you want to find any of the links to the stories we spoke about uh, or any of the best stories that have been published from all over the world about Trump and the White House and psychopaths this week, head to our Facebook page. It's where we post articles in real time about Trump. If you search for Tell Me It's Going to Be Okay on Facebook, uh, we post memes that are funny, we post essays, we post pop culture, Trumpisms. It's also where you can tell us what you want us to talk about on the show each week. You can email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au or you can get in touch 
via the pod phone. The number is 02 899 9386. Tell Me It's Going to Be Okay is produced this week by Luca Levine for the Mamma Mia Women's Network. <laughs>